how, how do you hear me? You hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you okay. Okay, I hear you <clears throat> okay as well. Okay. I think we're I think we're good to get mm-hmm. started here. So I'm just going to keep this six inches. All right. So um, in, in taking in taking one of the notes that uh, Raquel had posed uh, as far as, you know, suggesting that we take like uh, an excerpt out of the book uh, and read. So we were talking about religion. And one of the quotes that I found from it um, is. Which book is that? Uh, Tiny He's Between the World and Me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember? So. Um, and again. Though the podcast name is based off of the book, I don't intend to necessarily be bringing up this book um, every single time. I, I don't think this book necessarily was the one that was so profound. It was like it was it was an interesting book, but it was the article mm-hmm. that did it for me. And mm-hmm. and he has another book I can't remember what it's called that really was the you know a better book in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the quote I found since we're going to talk about religion, uh, quote from mm-hmm. the book is, "I have no." I have no praise. Um, I have no praise anthems nor old Negro spirituals. Mm-hmm. The spirit and soul are the body and brain, which are destructible. That is, uh, that is precisely why they are so precious. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, just a simple quote to kind of start a you know start a conversation. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I what I take from that is, he's not. He's saying that he has no affinity or he's not espousing any particular religion. That's right. That's what I'm taking from that. And, you know, in what they normally call people who do not have a specific spiritual spiritual belief or religious practice is an atheist, even even though personally, for whatever reason, I don't like that name. But that's how they describe that. So I would take him as an atheist, basically. What's your issue with the name? Um, I think sometimes once they brand or label atheists, it's as if there was supposed to be the presumption that you believed in a particular religion. So atheist, the word I believe is based on the presumption of those who do espouse a religion. And because since they espouse a religion, so therefore they don't call you religious and they call you an atheist. It's as if I believe the word makes the presumption that you are supposed to be religious. Yeah. That could be wrong. Could just be my opinion. But it's as if I believe that word makes that automatic presumption that you were supposed to have been religious from the beginning. Since you're not, we're not going to call you non-religious. Right. We're going to call you atheist. Yes. Yes. And 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 that's the and that's the 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 name that you that you that's that's the category that you're you're placed under. Yes. Um. Same thing as um, same thing as agnostic to an to an extent, but agnostic is a little, um, I guess, not as jarring, a little mm-hmm. more palatable. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas just someone who doesn't um, doesn't believe in anything or doesn't know, I think they choose. Agnostics feel that uh, they don't know either way if there is a god or not. Yeah. And that's just kind of how they. Um, and agnostic, if I'm correct, um, gives the impression that you simply. Do not mind or care about that. You're not putting yeah. enough in points of it on it on the topic to to occupy one way or another. Right. You know, which um, which is which 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 you could argue about an atheist too. However, I guess when when you're labeled the atheist, it's almost as if you're supposed to 
try to be convincing other people that there isn't a God. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like it, like as if atheism, atheism is that a word? Yeah. Yes. Yes. If as as yeah. if that is itself a religion, almost where. Yeah, even though atheists, of course, they say like you're a non-believer, and because of that, it could be me. Maybe it's just my opinion. Is it's as if it makes the presumption that one was supposed to be, yeah, um, religious. You know, well, I'm sure it could be debated or viewed differently. I'm not saying it's absolute the way that I view it, but you know, no. th- for me, that's my uh, impression of it. Okay, and of course, you know, one of the things regarding such a heavy topic, such as religion, as a uh, you know, we just uh, thought we'd touch up on the topic, and it's interesting to see how Tahanasi quotes. It's interesting for me to know what he believes in terms of whether or not he's religious or completely spiritual or not. And of course, naturally, people who are of similar mindsets tend to associate more with that. And I enjoy the fact that he's intellectual enough to not be necessarily basing his worldview and everything that he understands based on religion, especially for me specifically. I've always been trying to analyze the topic and the world of religion for myself since at a very young age. And something like that takes a very long time to ever try to research the truth for yourself, as a lot of people like to say. You know, they've researched it and those who are religious would feel would say that you know they came and researched it and they're comfortable with what they found. So of course, in my case, I don't espouse any particular religion or belief. Okay, <laughs> and I'm happy to know that over the over time, I've come to a comfortable position where, due to the facts that I've collected, historical facts that could be verifiable by anyone, yeah, <laughs> that pretty much. Religion is man-made. Okay. And I used to always wonder about how, since people are so diverse in thought, how can millions and millions of people actually believe in one particular religion or God in that case? And one of the things that I came away with is that understandably in order for something like that to have been so common among so many millions of people in a particular geographical area or country it had to be government supported and based on what I was able to understand and research that yes over time and every point in time in history almost a government pretty much set up the standards and the structure for that particular region in their own respective geographical area okay so the, that that's interesting, and I definitely want to um, hear more about your your research um, and 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 what you've what you've learned. Um, but before we do that, uh, we should introduce we should introduce the podcast. Okay, I am I'm Alex, and I'm Luke, and uh, this is between my uncle and me, and uh, this is a podcast where uh, my uncle and I uh, sit down to discuss news of the day. Um, whatever it is that uh, I would normally uh, pick up the phone and and and, and talk to him about, uh, these are these are these are topics that I thought would be of interest to uh, some other people, um, and you know these are just uh, conversations with my uncle. So um, today, um, picking up on where we left off last week, uh, we thought we would uh, touch on 
um, touch on religion uh, for a little bit. And, you know, I know we could probably do several podcasts on the subject and have several hours of discussion about it, uh, but we won't eat the whole cake today. We'll, 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 we'll touch on some things. Um, but I think um, a good place I thought to start was just getting a sense of our first exposure to religion. Mm-hmm. And um, do, Uncle Luke, do you remember, do you remember yours? Yes. How, 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 do you remember how old you were or <laughs> what you were doing when you were yeah. first exposed to religion? Yes, yeah. I remember a good portion of it. And of course, um, one of my first exposures naturally is you know, as a kid growing up in Haiti. Um, interestingly enough, I grew up in a nunnery. You grew up I grew what, up with what the does, nuns, so, literally. So when you say you grew up in a nunnery, <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know that a lot yes. of people understand what yes. that what that means. That's good, very true. Yeah, of course. You know, my my parents uh, left myself and my siblings with the nun who had actually taught him as a young as a young man, and um, naturally. Every Sunday, we would be brought to church, namely to a Catholic church, where you know we would do the usual and pray and pray to God. That was one of the earliest times that I remember for a fact where, of course, you know what type of a uh, religion that I was being, of course, exposed to. Naturally, and did you have a question? No, no I'm, I'm listening. I was okay. going to ask you uh, how old you were, if you remember around how old you were. Yes, good question. I was. Uh, Definitely, uh, whether I be t- whether I was six, seven, or eight, I can't. From the time that I was five years old, five okay. six, I've been living with the in the uh, in the nunnery. I like to call it okay, because <laughs> uh, it was a nunnery because it was a home for the nuns. Okay, there was it. Therefore, it was a nunnery. Yes. <laughs> so, so were there other kids living at mm, the nunnery? Or? There were no other kids living at the nunnery. But there was definitely a girls' school at the nunnery. Okay. And uh, it was just a special circumstance where only myself and my siblings. Okay. My two other sisters were living there. They were, my father was an exemplary and special student to that nun. So uh, she was definitely doing him a special favor. Okay. In that sense. Okay. And, um, and I always remember that. I would be a little kid and of course, you know, you would be taught to pray to God and you could only imagine, you know, being at a nunnery, I've seen my fair share of nuns praying okay. with rosary beads yeah. and the like and their pristine demeanor and things of that nature. And as a kid, okay. you just wonder, you wonder, is it true? And you'd like to believe that it was true. I wanted to believe that it was true, but my mind would always be questioning that fact. Okay. And of course, um, not until... I became an adult over the years after certain research that I made that I understood, okay, for sure, you know, it's factual in terms of what I found, a good, it's man-made. And uh, of course, that was a a long journey. So I'll I'll take a pause with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, and I I have way more questions about the the nunnery, Um, (laughs) you know. um, But for me, I think my, my earliest recollection of religion for me i i I remember 
I was probably around five, six years old as well. And I just remember like two Sundays or so I can remember like being in Sunday school and, and, you know, having these, uh, you know, these, these like, um, these little pamphlets with scriptures in it and, you know, that also doubled as a coloring book and things like that, you know, about, you know, Jesus and, and, and things like that. I think it was a, uh, if I remember correctly, it was a, it was a Baptist church in, um, in the town that I grew up in. And, um, that was my earliest recollection of, of, of religion. Uh, I didn't grow up in a religious household. Um, I didn't, like I didn't have a first communion, for example, and uh, I know that's like you know something that Catholics do, and most of our family is Catholic. Um, but um, growing up, my my mom didn't take us to church, so we didn't we didn't go for the most part. So like that Sunday school stint was was very brief because after that, there wasn't church for for a long time, and um, yeah, that was pretty much my exposure. And then like around tenth grade, I remember going back to church and like you know being part of like you know the the youth ministry there and at, and at the time I was getting something out of it I remembered um you know uh growing up I think you know I, I was a headstrong kid that wanted to do th that always felt that he knew the answers and you could mm -hmm. say that Mm -hmm. I'm still headstrong as an adult. I still think <laughs> I, I have all the answers, but um, you know, at at the time, you know, things were. I was at a difficult, like I was in the in the in the teenage years of mm -hmm. just just being uh, just being a yeah, man the, with a lot of testosterone awkward. and just just yeah. um, you know, just trying to years. yeah, just trying awkward to figure yourself years. out, you yes, know, and. Yes. Um, at that time, I, I, I thought church was um, something that was helpful to me or at least something that I was mm -hmm. interested in um, learning more about. And then um, I remember one day uh, I was in I was in church and at this this particular on this particular day, I remember the, 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 the pastor saying something to the effect of, you know, if if you're not baptized in this church, mm -hmm. right? The church had a particular name. I'm not going to say the name, but if you're not baptized in this particular church, mm -hmm. then you're not, you're not going to heaven. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember like, it was that day <laughs> that I was just like, okay, something is, something's, some, up. something's, something's off here. This mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. Yep. You know, um, I was thinking about all the, the millions and millions of people of different faiths. Mm -hmm. And this person is telling me that only if you're a member of this church, if you get exactly. baptized it, through this church is the mm -hmm. only way. And it wasn't, I'm not misconstruing anything. That mm -hmm. was, that was what they believed. Yeah. 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 And after that, I was it like, forced well, you I, the I question. Yeah, I forced you the question, you know? Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I couldn't continue. The validity of that state <laughs> yeah, statement. I, yeah. Yeah, right, right there, right there, they lost me because, mm -hmm. um, because at that point I was like, okay, so now we're just professing to know things yes. that we don't, yes, and you're telling it to me as if it's a fact, mm -hmm. 
And exactly. That's when. That's when. That's yeah. when I kind of stopped. Yes, I stopped yes. going shortly yes. after that. Yes, and and the thing about religion, of course, I do understand and concede to some of its good, good attributes, as that it helps a lot of people feel good. Helps helps a lot of people feel better, especially when one encounters or is encountering any difficult moment. Yeah. Is something that you'd like to think, you'd love to think that there's a higher power, sometimes whatever, however, which way you refer to it by the name of God, that's looking over you. Yeah. And I wish sometimes, sometimes that were true myself. Yeah. But it's all a matter of being very logical with the proof and the facts. And sometimes just as people say sometimes, the facts sometimes hurt. The facts are not fun. Sometimes the truth is hard to know and accept. But one of the things, you know, that, you know, respectfully with with religion, you know, I don't begrudge anyone who believes, you know, in a particular religion, understandably. But because fortunately, you know, I'm mature enough to understand whatever that it is literally serving for them at that time, yeah, they have the right and they should be entitled to feel good and use that to make them feel good and definitely hopeful and to be able to continue on. But one of the things also I'd like to also say is that, well, if one's speaking about facts, then the facts of proof pertaining to that religion is very hard to come by. Yeah, um, and well, one of the things one of the things you mentioned, and you know, definitely we'll, we'll get into the, the, the these facts that you that you have. Um, one of the things you mentioned of you know religion, you know, giving people giving people comfort, um, giving people um, you know making them feel good, um, and, and things which you know which is which is important and it's, and it's and it's great if that if that if that helps you. For me, I, I found at the time when I was, you know, going to church that year and um, I, I noticed that I was only I felt like a I felt like a hypocrite. I felt like a hypocrite going to church at the time and believing in God because I only I really only prayed when things were just things just seemed very bad and out of my control and when i would feel desperate mm-hmm. so it always it, it, could have, it could have been characterized that that you were being selfish right yeah yeah so <laughs> exactly right so then so it was like i would only pray really in situations where like i had you know i felt like my 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 back was against the wall and i had had no other outlet and you know sometimes sometimes i did something stupid and i would be praying that (laughs) (laughs) that whatever consequences were coming my way (laughs) wouldn't come Mm -hmm. and and then after after a while it was just kind of like well you know my thought process was okay if there's a God who knows everything that I'm doing, that can sees sees everything, knows knows my heart, knows what I'm thinking. Any anyone is anyone can see right through this this quote unquote act 
that I'm mm-hmm. that I'm that I'm that I'm putting up, and that mm-hmm. you know, as soon as the situation rectifies itself, I'm back doing mm-hmm. whatever it is yeah. that I was doing. Or I mean, I mean, I'm sure. I don't know if you can relate or not, but I'm, I've definitely said multiple times, God, if if you if you can make this happen, I swear I'll stop doing this. I'll stop doing you know this other thing, and then. And then you end up doing it again once things yes. calm down or you figure out a way to do things where you're not feeling as bad about it. Yeah, so um, but that was kind of, for me, when I started to kind of say, oh, like really take mm-hmm. a step back and say, okay, well, look, you know, you're, you already have this one experience with, uh, you know, the this mm-hmm. pastor telling you, you know, mm-hmm. who is going to heaven and who isn't. Mm-hmm. And then you have your own behavior that, doesn't even it doesn't even fit like my my character right Mm -hmm. where like i'm calling and like begging someone to Mm -hmm. assist me knowing that i'm only here because like i'm 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 fully desperate you know Mm -hmm. not 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 because i actually really believe this you know Mm -hmm. i don't know so once i kind of realized that i kind of just stepped away and Mm -hmm kind of started to just do my own thing yeah you know, there's a lot of thing um you know regarding with religion that i feel that of course um you know came from haiti my parents also came from haiti so naturally haiti was predominantly a catholic country so naturally they were catholic as well and you know, one of the things that within, as a young kid, where you'd be going to church and you'd be hearing, reading about that particular religion that you were being exposed to, that you were encouraged to adopt, namely, of course, my parents brought me to Catholic churches. That's where, you know, that those were the churches that my parents brought us. Those were the churches that we frequented. And once you would hear that stories about you know, the Virgin Mary, for example, the Immaculate Conception, you would hear Jesus died on the cross and resurrected after the whatever the amount of days were. Three. Three, exactly. I thought so. I just wouldn't, you yeah. know, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to quote that. And then, you know, of course, I, I believe that, yeah, religion is one of those things where you were born with your common sense and then you are then being encouraged to or asked to not use your logic and your common sense. I mean, not to disrespect any religion, but no one has ever died and came back from what I understand throughout the history of the world. But that's why, um, but that's why, you know, this, it's, it's a unique situation because this is a, this is the son of God. Exactly. Right? Who would be exactly. able to, to do that. Exactly. And again, the good thing about it is, and this is exactly what it is. It's a faith. It's, it's a belief that you, you are, of course, being encouraged to simply accept and adopt without any proof whatsoever or any logic. And that's one of the quick things that I like to point out about it. says that, of course, it, it would, upon factual examination and requirements of proof then everything goes out the window because you're not supposed to be dealing with facts requirements and proof 
regarding any religion. Of course, not just a Catholic church, any religion. Yeah. So you, you, you've mentioned facts a few times here, and uh, I'm, I'm sure um, anyone listening, including myself, um, w- would like to know what <laughs> what it is that you've that you've learned and uncovered that yes. that makes you say that um you know for example that religion is man-made mm-hmm. yeah good good question indeed so that one of the things that i always wondered is how could religion any religion specifically that of the christian religion which is which became to be of course a heck of an institution throughout the world from hundreds and hundreds of years ago it was interesting for me to find out that yeah it ha- it was a government instituted and endorsed body that allowed it to take shape and become of course what we know it as today namely very quickly won't delve too much into it but mainly Rome was the empire within which, of course, as everyone knows, that that emperor at the time, you know, killed a guy by the name of Jesus. And that's the fabled story. And, of course, we're in the year 2020. That happened. That's why a lot of things uh, are based after Jesus, 2020, after Christ. That's the reference frame that we use. So AD, so, after death. AD, after yeah, death. Yeah. So, interestingly, in Rome in the year 305 AD, there happened to have been, you know, a, a Roman emperor by the name of Constantine. And Constantine, at that time, there were different factions within the Roman Empire who were fighting against each other. And the side with the emperor by the name of Constantine was fighting another group that had greater numbers. And in that sense, he was the underdog possibly slated to lose. But then so be, supposedly he had a dream the night before. He saw a cross that was up in the sky somewhere. And then he decided, he said to his troops, well, each of you guys put the sign of the cross on your shields. And if his side were to win, then that means those of the Christian faith and the Christian faith is actually stronger, is a more powerful God. And it so happens that Constantine in 305 AD went to war and he won against all odds against a superior force in numbers at the time. So then Constantine legitimizes that Christianity. He then converted to Christianity. So once he converted to Christianity, Literally, the Roman Empire, which stretched from England on the east, on the west, to Syria in modern time to the east, the whole Roman Empire became Christian. And that answered my question is, how could so many people have adopted one particular religion? And the proof is, it's factual, that yes, Constantine made the Christian the Christian religion official. So the Christian religion went from a group of people who were constantly being attacked 
and who were considered to be pariahs who were always being blamed and attacked to the official language, to the official religion of the empire. So I thought that was amazing. And from that point on, that was from the year 305. <laughs> Years later, there were there was the Edict of Milan, which took place in 313 AD, where because there was so many confusion with priests and different churches fighting against each other, he brought up 300 priests together and said, you guys got to sit down and agree and put all of the no, all of the uh, dictums that the church can agree on. Okay. And they did that. So they kind of formalized what is every Christian is going to agree on. And, and up to this day, those are some of the things that they first say in Catholic church. We believe in the Holy Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son, you know, that type of thing. So he gave it form. And over the centuries, Christianity evolved to what it is today. And those things were um, that, 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 I don't know if it's a saying or a phrase, the Holy Spirit, um, name of the Father, Son. Mm-hmm. The, that was part of the Edict of Milan? That was part of the Edict in, of Milan. Okay. The Edict, yes, to, that they agreed on to kind of provide some type of of peace within the, within the, uh, within the regions so that one group would not be fighting against another, one Christian group would not be fighting another Christian group as far as the what is serving the true God is. So it was given form and made official from that point on. And that's why over, you know, once the Roman Empire kind of collapsed in like the, in, in around 405, 415 AD, 410 AD, okay. then there was a lot of chaos naturally. So then over the hundreds of years, the, the the church was assuming a lot of responsibilities as far as, you know, security, uh, you know, uh, philanthropic services. So it became really powerful and the church evolved to having it become what it represents to a lot of, uh, to a lot of Christians. Okay, so just going back to one thing you, 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 you said, you said, um, you know, Constantine was um, fighting. He was he was at war, and he said he had a vision. Mm-hmm. Now, for those that that almost sounds like um, like superstitious, of course, right? That's what it was. It um, happened, yes, but but you're saying that whatever this whatever battle took place. That actually happened, and yes. from that battle, who were they? Who were they fighting? Who were the they were, Romans were, fighting at the they, time? They were fighting other Roman legions at the time. Okay, they were fighting. It was like basically a civil war because those were the ending days. Okay, ending days of the of the Roman Empire. Roman Empire literally um, crumbled officially in 410 AD when they were invaded by the northern. German tribes. So you one could just do a reference that fight of Constantine that I'm referring to yeah. occurred 305 AD. So were so there were um numerous religions uh in um yeah, in before, Rome during it, 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 in, during that yeah, time? Yes, up until up until 305 AD it was considered to be like a pagan. Says so that they yeah, yeah. worshipped a lot of different Deities. A lot of different gods, a lot of different deities. Okay. And that was the norm. And uh, the concept of one god, you know, worshiping one god, of course, you know, 
came on with the while Jesus was around and it was considered to be a relatively new and novel idea. So over the centuries in Rome, it was not legal, of course, to be a Christian in the Roman Empire at the time. You know, they were always being blamed and they were being burned at the stake, literally. And it was, they had to worship in secret. You know, they couldn't outwardly worship as Christians. Okay. So... Therefore, that's something that evolved in over time. So you could imagine 300 years after Jesus 305, that's when, you know, Constantine made Christianity the official religion of the empire. So now you had all those people who were under that empire, the Ro namely the Roman Empire, stretching from modern-day England to modern-day Syria in the east. Okay. That's a lot of that's a lot of lot of people. All right. So you, you, you may not know the answer to this question, but what did Christianity look like in the three hundred years after Christ died? Oh, it was just uh building up. It again, as I mentioned, it was not legal. Right. So there were groups they would meet and they would worship. But if they were caught by the Roman powers that be, they, they, they paid consequences. And there were whatever, during the course of that, those years, there were a number of Roman emperors who came to power as well. And they would always pick on those type of people, the Christians. Again, some of those punishments, for whatever reason, we would blame them that it was their fault that this particular event happened in Rome and they would be burned at the stake literally. So it was literally an illegal religion yeah. in Rome prior to that time, prior to Constantine having made, having made it legal. So one could imagine something went from an occult religion, considered a cult underground, you know, not to be done, not officially recognized by the state. Then all of a sudden thereafter, it becomes the religion of the state. Yeah, That's a huge difference. So that they 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 were, it was prevented that the the Christians were attacked the way that they used to be. They were protected by the state. Okay. You know, so that I think, and that's one of the things, in my opinion, which is factual, that gave Christianity the the officialness of the Western world as we now know it. If one talks about the Western world, which would be. Mm -hmm. Um, so, okay, so after Rome falls, right, after the Roman Empire falls, Christianity just continues to expand? As if so, who's, who's doing, who's expand, who's, who's expanding it? Oh, after Rome falls, after Rome, Rome's fault, the empire already had that traditional religion that was already made official okay by the emperor so once rome was invaded literally physically in 410 ad that was considered to be the part of the western rome the yeah. eastern empire still existed because by then they had already split Western Roman Empire and the yeah. Eastern Roman Empire. So the Western Roman Empire was considered, for example, of countries such as France, Spain, England. They were no longer what they used to be. 
but the Eastern Empire that goes all the way up until Turkey was. So that one did not fall yet. Yeah. But then after all those countries, they became independent. And there were some numerous stories with them in terms of how they adopted Christianity, which one was in power at the time. And then, but it was, Christianity was constantly taking root with those former Roman empires. Understood. Namely, one of the first ones that became a known and set country as we know it today that adopted the Christianity and Catholicism, France. Okay. Okay. And so by this time, uh, about from the time when Constantine adopted Christianity for Rome and Rome's fall, that's about a hundred years of it being yes uh, fully adopted and ingrained. Yes. Um, okay. And then, and then, and then when the other former Roman territories broke or rumor fell, you still had France, Spain, then they would started to come into power itself, namely France. They yeah. adopted Christianity officially and strongly to ally themselves with the Catholic world, the, the, the Vatican. So it was still propagating, being propagated. It's a point. Yeah. Other countries took it up. Okay. And it was constantly proper and they form allies so that they could propagate. So, okay. So you mentioned France, um, allying itself with the Vatican. Yes. So well, we're, mm-hmm. Okay. Because I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to just piece sure, everything together because everything. like Rome, Rome falls. Yeah. But the Vatican it's still like who's running like who's how does the who's giving the Vatican power? Who's giving the Vatican power? Good question. After Rome falls pretty much the Vatican over time becomes powerful because it becomes the only thing that people are turning to and supporting and giving money to with via the church, via the pope. Why? Because there was nothing else for, they were hard times. People depended on the, literally the church for a while to administer garbage collecting, garbage okay. collection, food, security. So the, 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 the church became a power on its own. That's why it was mixing into everything. It wasn't just for religious purposes and faith purposes. Because when by the time Rome fell, everything went to helter skelter. There was no security. It was danger. The place okay. became back to basics one again, and literally, the faith in the Catholic Church started to get more, became more like a, for lack of a better word, with more purpose. Because literally, that became what's taking care of the people. You know, and those those type of things. By then, I'm talking about as it's evolving into like year 700s, 800s, okay. like that. Because that's still from 410, hundreds of years elapsing as that institution is taking its form in terms of being everything that it needs to be to the people, for the people, food distribution, garbage collection, faith, security. All of those things, it becomes powerful that way because that's what the people 
are contributing too because that's what they have. You know, it become powerful over the years by the year 800s. And then by the year 800s, you have like a faction that was part of Rome originally, that group that came to power that now adopted the Christian faith. And then they aligned themselves with Rome for security purpose to become more powerful because they know that's how they're going to get more power by aligning, aligning themselves with the already Christian world in Rome. And who was that group? France. France. Okay. France. You know, so that's why, and then that's how they, that, that's how, at that time they were forming alliances for political power with the church because a lot of people, the church was powerful. Why? A lot of people believed in it. A lot of people were Christian. That's what they believe. That's what they do. That's what they want to support. So you want to go, go with those people so that you would have less threat and more people with you. But France was one of the first people after that time who did that. Like they'd be like in the year of an example, like the year 800 AD or Christmas or whatever. One of the, you know, whether I have the guy's name correct or not, for example, Charlemagne, which was one of the original, okay, um, you know, uh, leaders of France. He was baptized by the church, you know, that now he's Christian and he's a Christian. And now he's a Christian and the Vatican's a I hope Christian. it was the church that I was going to or else he didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but go, go yeah, ahead. So yeah. then he, he gets baptized. Yeah, he gets baptized. And so that, that's how like they started forming and becoming Christian by aligning themselves with the with, with the popes. With the popes who had a lot of people under their jurisdiction as far as controlling the faith. Yeah. So once you align yourself with that, you've aligned yourself, you also are gaining that type of power. And that's how they did, you know? I'm, I'm just trying to think back on my, uh, uh, my, my, my history classes back then. I don't remember the years like, 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 like you do, but I'm trying to just understand what the, um, what the societies were like back then in like around the 700s and 800s like were, were people chaotic were people chaotic reading? just like if were, you were, 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 uh, when was the dark ages 730 dark ages was from 410 basically when the rome fell okay going through the 5 6 7th 8 okay and uh which is around the time that Charlemagne of France converted, was officially baptized and became a Christian. Okay. And then you would have around 900 AD was when the Muslim world, the Muslim religion starting to really gain a foothold and spread. Okay. Around 900. So those things were happening. So by the time 900 was happening around that time, you had the crusades that occurred around the thousands, the year 1000 where a good number of those Christian from those countries, namely France or Spain, would they would go to the East to do the crusade to fight on behalf of the popes. Those happened in the year 1000. So by the time you see you're moving from, you know, then you started getting into the 11, 1200s. I don't remember a lot of details sure. right now in terms of what happened with yeah. the 1200s, but then that's when you start getting to the 1400s where you had the discovery of the new world 
yeah, that yeah, occurred yeah. in 1492. So yeah, you yeah. have those things that are giving giving rise to those things. Okay. So that there was a period in time bef- up until four, 1492 where even Spain, which is a Christian Catholic church right now nowadays, but the other time it was Muslim. It was Muslim right? because the Muslims had the Moors. Moors had invaded it and taken it over. Yeah. So by the time over the years Spain was fighting to get rid of those Moors, those Muslims, the year that they actually was finally successful as at getting rid of them and turning the place completely Catholic and not Muslim was 1492. So once 1492 came, so now they got rid of the Muslim, they were less busy and then they were able to sponsor Christopher Columbus yeah. with the Nina, the Pinta and the Santa Maria yeah. to go to discover the new world the in new the world. year 1492. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes you always want to, you always hear that reference year 1492, yeah, 1492, yeah. which is basically when the Western European world unleashed hell on the new world and the indigenous peoples of the yeah, new world. Yeah. And sometimes you, you were like, okay, it didn't just happen magically on 1492. Certain things, a lot of things were happening in Europe prior to that time. And it was interesting for me to have learned that, yeah, the time, by the time the Spanish got done removing the Muslim influence or the Moors, namely from the from the country, was actually 1492. Interesting. That was the same time. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and then, and then it's interesting when you look, um, just just like history in general, right? Like you you look at like the um, like the architecture in Spain. That's right. And you'll That's see why you'll how, see a lot how, of Muslim how, influences. How it, exactly. You right. see all the Muslim influences and right. in, in, in how they you know build their buildings with that big that big dome i don't know what it's exactly. what, what it's called necessarily mm-hmm. but like you know you go to you india minarets. and yeah what's the, a, what's the a minaret? spikes is called the minarets okay okay on top of that yeah dome structure right yes yeah yes yeah. and then you, the you know similar to like you know you, you see a lot of buildings that look like the taj mahal that's right um in that's right. In, in, in spain and that, yes. so that's where the, because where, the moors had from. occupied them at yeah. some point in time yeah. and they were spanish in the south and the Moors were continuing on to take over France as well during that during that time period. They were simply beaten back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's one of the that's one of the things I think about too when I think about religion or or, or think of think about why you know some groups some people believe in you know, some some people are Muslim, some people are Jewish, Christian, whatever. Like you know the the you know the the bigger religions um a lot of it just depends on where you were born absolutely that's where, this, where where you were born where is going to determine where what 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 god you are going to believe in that's and, right and that for, to me was always uh or or be you know when i started thinking about it more um as far as like oh well, who's right everyone everyone exactly. everyone thinks their religion is the right religion exactly. but had i been born in the Middle East, I'm pretty sure I'd be Muslim. Exactly. And that's one of the discussions sometimes I used to have with my father. I used yeah. to say, yeah, your religion is not, one's religion is not necessarily the absolute right, correct one. Because what if, for example, some people believe um, in any other religion? They believe theirs is the correct one. Right. And that every other religion is to some degree blasphemous or yeah. whatever. And, and in my opinion, that automatically sets a certain amount of division right off the bat, and that's why I like to prefer my to prefer to think of myself as a person, 
beforehand. Yeah, I'm a human being. I'm a person. I'm not espousing any particular ideology that I cannot have any facts yeah. to prove or, or, or disprove it. So, yeah. and and I think what what you said is like you know is is is, is a is a big point in that um is th- all the divisiveness yeah. that comes from from religion where where it's like where it's unnecessary right yeah. because if you if if it wasn't about if it wasn't about power if religion wasn't about power and control then no one would care what religion you you, you subscribe to exactly do you know what i mean exactly um exactly and and i guess that's also why i think it's also important to maybe put religion and faith in different buckets mm-hmm. right because if you if you believe in a higher power, regardless of what that mm-hmm. higher power is, mm-hmm. only when it's only when you're practicing that faith in a formal sense does it become religion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where, that, where, be, where, where yeah. now you're. Yes, it um, could be described as such. Yes. You, you don't I think, think so. Now, mm-hmm. now, now it's now it's a now it's a religion. Now, mm-hmm. like you're incorporating other other people. You're incorporating as part of your uh, religion like on a, like a weekly a group, or daily basis. You, you, you know what I mean? Um, uh, uh, what do they call it? Like a, a community, a fellowship. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. You're engaging with others of that same uh, mm-hmm. mindset and belief, and mm-hmm. they're teaching you about the rules of that particular religion yes, yes, and yes. each religion has different rules mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i imagine they have to be man-made if 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 they're how yeah i mean i i definitely believe it's man-made and of course you know right. I'd, 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 i have the facts if one were to have time to debate and discuss it yeah. of course you know I know this is a private conversation between you and I, and I know private it, to private to an extent. Yes, and all yes. The, all the the five million listeners. Yes, yes, yes. And, right you know, it's, it's not at all my goal to offend any particular religion or group, you know. But if one were to be speaking objectively on facts, um, we couldn't because everyone understands and accepts that religion is not based on facts. So it's like automatically, I'm kind of protected as well yeah. because it's like that's not what we would be discussing because we would not be discussing yeah. in terms of objective uh, objectively and based on facts so but yeah definitely not trying to offend anyone's religion I I, I don't care what anyone b- chooses to, yes. to, to to believe in mm, that's right um, at all yeah. um, it doesn't um, it doesn't doesn't matter to me um, in the slightest um, I think the only I don't know the only I would just—I don't know that I have an agenda here, but I think it would be. I I, I encourage people to question things, to question, to question, to question why they may believe in a certain religion or why they are a part mm-hmm. of a mm-hmm. of a certain religion. Mm-hmm. I know that like a um, couple, I don't know, a couple years ago. Um, maybe two two years ago or so, there was an article um, in the New York Times that um, focused on. I I want to say the article was about millennials, and um, they did a uh, like a study or a poll on their religious um 
their religious habits uh, or, or what religions they subscribe to and ask them, you know, follow up questions as far as, you know, would you describe yourself as a like, you know, what would you describe yourself as? You know, many of them said, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a Christian or I'm a Catholic or I'm a Protestant or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when asked questions about that religion, they found that like a lot of uh, the younger folks didn't really have a sense of what it meant mm-hmm. to actually mm-hmm. be a part of that religion. And the article continued and, and it was, uh, you know, they went on to show that, you know, these, 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 these people were all indoctrinated into their religion at a young age. And that's just all they knew, but they weren't, many of them were not necessarily like devout, Devoted followers of yes. that faith mm-hmm. but then while the, while many of them did not practice or d- d- did not have a, you know a faith based daily rituals or anything that they still subscribe to this religion but didn't have any like real affinity towards affinity to, affinity to, towards it. or whatever mm-hmm. whatsoever but then but then felt but then felt um but still felt that they had to like check the box as being part of it even yes. though they were not practicing practicing yeah. and mm-hmm. um I think it goes to show how how strong that um I don't know if it's pressure or or or, or association, indoctrination, association. Yeah, I don't know association, what. Association, a need to be part of. But but this article, but this article was not um, saying that these people felt that they needed to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. It was it was more so that. Hey, this is. Okay, fine. You're asking me to pick one. This is what I'm picking. Okay. Well, why are you picking this one? Oh, yes, like yes. truly having no idea mm-hmm. why they're picking it, other than, well, this is what I grew up around. Yes, yes. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a huge, huge topic that goes back very far because religion is something that, yeah, it's something that was evolving over millennia, over hundreds and hundreds of years, in this case, thousands of years, two thousand. So it's a lot of years and a good number of it just like in any story that's going to be told of course could you imagine how it evolves in the space of one year after it's been told millions and millions of time now multiply that by 2000 yeah so what kind of effect do you think religion has on on people other than other than giving them you know something to believe in um, one of the things with religion uh, that I think sometimes, as I've mentioned before, it automatically kind of sets a certain amount of division, a certain amount of separation with people. And whereas I, you know, at a much young, as a much younger person, I used to wonder why would want, why would one want something that automatically says I'm this but you're that, I'm of that religion but you are of that religion. I don't believe in this, you believe in that, so therefore we don't have anything, you know, in common in that way. So I always thought sometimes when you observe a lot of the conflicts that goes on in the world, and especially sometimes if you observe in the Middle East, it's oftentimes, if I'm correct, for the most part, 
seems to be religion-based because there's, that division has already been set among those people. And I've always been of the mindset one has one doesn't need a religion necessarily in order to live well and understand how to live properly in society. You just simply, if you are a person, you try to make sure that with one edict says that you don't do to someone else what you would not want them to do to you. The golden rule. The golden rule. You treat people the way you would like yourself to be treated, and you would find that you'd be you'd be able to navigate quite well without a whole bunch of other tools such as religion in itself. Because I think, ironically, instead of something bringing people together, sometimes it creates a lot of division, especially among different t- types of religion. And uh, and again, I contend that unfortunately, it's man-made. Um, people need to latch on certain things, to give them a certain amount of comfort, comfort, security, hope that it may be. And that's a good aspect of it. You know, if one feels they have to have that, that's fine. But there are also a lot of other, in my opinion, just my opinion, bad side effects of it. Because I'd have to say, as someone who's based, you know, with an engineering background, engineering training background, you know, we rely on facts. If I an objective fact is what I always like to compare to say that if one is experiencing gravity on this side of the world here in New York and you go to the opposite end of the world, say in China, and you drop a ball or a big metal heavy object, you know, that gravity is going to be pretty much the same. So because of that, it's an objective fact. No one could deny that. What applies here applies to everywhere else around the world. And one unfortunately, one of the things one cannot say is that this particular religious belief that one espouses is the absolute truth and it actually applies to any, or should apply to everywhere else in the world and that's the absolute truth. And the proof is no. You'll go elsewhere in certain other parts of the world. Some people will be, you know, Buddhism, Hindu, Muslim or whatever else. Obviously, they believe in different things. So in that sense... One would have to agree with me, therefore, that religion is subjective. It's not objective. You know, subjective in the sense that it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to vary based on the thoughts or perspective of a, of a particular person or group of people, and that I believe is factual. Um, one, one, one question. Uh, you know, just your thoughts. So, you mentioned in the Middle East, you know, a lot of fighting happens because of religion, right? And since you mentioned that way, I'll take it. I'll retract a little bit of okay. it. Not just that a particular geographical region. I don't want to give that impression. The fact of the matter is when you go back in history, you don't have to go back that far. And in the Christian world, you, you, you had the Crusades that occurred in the, in the year 1099 or so. And there were a number of Crusades. It wasn't just one. So there was multiple. So automatically, you could say, even at an earlier point in time, in human history, in the Western world, that had always created a certain amount of conflicts. Even Christians among Christians and Protestants and, and Catholics yeah. was one of the major events that caused, for example, a 100-year war duration between England and France. So that as an example. Yeah, so I think when we started the podcast, you said, you, 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 you said something like... Um, you know, something to the effect that of of, of religion being, um, and if I'm putting words in your mouth, in your in your mouth, let me know. Uh, something about um, uh, religion being sponsored by governments, or um, 
Did you did you say yes. that? Yeah. It's, it's government endorsed. Yeah. So when government when supported government endorsed. Yeah. So then when you have these crusades, or or you have these you know these Christian crusades, or um, you know uh, fighting in the Middle East based off of um, um, different religious factions, isn't it a bigger um, agenda? As far as like the fighting is concerned, isn't that if if it's sponsored by uh, governments, isn't it at the end like religion is you know they're using the religion as uh, as for for to gain more power? I have no doubt in in certain circumstances that that's been so, but automatically the. As far as what I said, it's separating and creating that separation. The fact that the religions are different gives those people involved in that conflict legitimacy in terms of encouragement to continue it. I mean, in whatever a particular in event might have been caused by, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what you're referring to and cannot speak to it directly that way. It was a bad question. But just... <laughs> yeah, was it a yeah, good question? I don't know, you know? Yeah. But usually when, you know, the wars are being conducted... Is supported by our government, and they always feel like, yeah, it's us group of people, and we have we of that particular religion or faith, or faith, and then we have to go out and fight that other religion on behalf of our religion that is supported by this state, location, or geog or, or geography, pretty much. You know, that's those are what could be. Um what could be supported by some of the historical events that I cited, such as yes. the Crusades. Yes. It was the Western world with Christianity going over to the Eastern side, fighting the Muslim faith and gaining territory or land on behalf of the Christian world, of course, against the Muslim faith. Yeah. So what what do you, what would you say is the, the state of uh, religion today has has have things changed much between now and um the oh, crusades i mean oh, i'm sure oh, you're not you're not you're not, you're not <laughs> there's no danger of getting your head chopped off uh, by a sword uh for not uh you know well things have evolved and things that you know things are religions are established already in that sense in terms of geographical area and um fortunately those past acts are no longer necessary. <laughs> okay. You know, those things have been settled already pretty much. Yeah. You know, there's there's no threat that way. But of course, uh, again, one would have no doubt for a fraction of a second where things have changed or whatever, those things could come back, could come back instantly. You know, religion always moves people in fervor to act. And that's one of the things is very illogical people act on behalf of their quote so why do you think that why do you think that is why do i think that is yeah because when somebody feels or believe that they believe in something so they feel that's also a part of them and that also defines them so if that defines them obviously that defines their beings and once you are a follower and that's why sometimes they refer to like when you know, religions that are not endorsed by a state are usually called cults. If it's endorsed by a state, it's called a religion. 
But if it's not endorsed by a state, it's called a cult. And once you are of a cult, your mind is primed to follow what the whole group of your cult is doing. So your, your mind is primed to follow the masses. If, the, if, if, if Follow that fearless leader of that cult. If that fearless leader of that cult said, we're moving left, everyone's going left and doing this without, and doing something without thinking. That's just one of the, you know, based on what you said, I'm not a psychiatrist anywhere near, but that seems to be one of the characteristics of humans who would tend to be of the mindset to believe, quote, believe in, in something, you know, and follow a, a leader. Right. And that leader could be whatever leader. It doesn't have to be necessarily a cult leader, but if you were following a, a, a religious person of a particular sect, they do that all the time, sometimes crazily, surprisingly. With, the, with with those, uh, especially the one that had a, occurred in Waco, that yeah, were Waco. following that David Koresh or whatever his yeah, name yeah. was. Those Waco, the Jonestown, yeah, in, in Guyana, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. You know, humans have that tendency and the need to follow and to feel, and that's what you know. Not everyone comes out to try to practice independent thought. That's true. <laughs> So, I mean, so, it, but it, but it's 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 a tough. It's it's hard. It's hard to do that. It's hard to do that when when you're indoctrinated into it. Mm-hmm, when, mm-hmm. as you know, just using Christianity as the example because you know that's the religion um, that we grew up in our families. So yes, that's of what, course. Um, uh, my experiences lie. So, um, but. You know, if you're if you're being if you're being baptized as a as a you know as a three to six month old, yes. I'm not sure how early it's they do it, but they do it pretty early. That's like, exactly it. You you don't have any time to 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 think about anything. But that's the you, idea, you just, right? You just think that you know this is this is no, just what you grew up in. The idea was not to give you time to think, right? Because if they, if you were given time to think that way, what if for whatever reason you would have exercised some independent thought and said, "Wait a minute." I didn't want to be baptized. This doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. The idea is for you to not have given you the time to do that and to speak, to have already spoken to for, for you yeah. on your on your behalf. So it's that by the time you come to realize you're like at the age of whatever, you say, oh, what am I? Oh, yeah, you're a Christian. Okay. And then you you take it from there. But that, otherwise, yeah, why are you baptizing a, a two, two, three-year-old? What does he or she would have to do or have any sense? What if, if for whatever reason they would have preferred not to be baptized? Yeah. It's part of indoctrination. That's how you indoctrinate. <laughs> what I'd like to point out is that um, some may agree with me or not, but I strongly believe that religion is man-made. It is not absolute. It's a tool that governments like by the fact that it promotes uniformity among thought of private citizens. So that for them to maybe better evaluate or assess the whole group as a whole. Just like when one speaks about herd mentality, like the herd of the sheep generally would like to go in one direction. You have that herd mentality. You're not thinking. You're simply following and going along with the trend. You're simply going along with 
the current. And people are not sheep. You know, our intelligence is vast with a huge ability to analyze. And it might be harder and more responsibility, but you have to analyze for yourself. That's what I'm encouraging. I mean, I'm encouraging that one might have grown up with a certain amount of religion or a certain type of indoctrination. And I understand it's very difficult so that you would grow up and you'd see millions and millions of people around you. That's what they believe in. That's the religion they believe in. And yet what they're believing in does not necessarily mean that it is the truth. Because in religion has a lot of claims that I say are completely false and not true. Like what? Like a, a particular person having died on the cross and resurrecting after three days, as you had suggested and yeah, said, yeah. back to the sky and then they're looking over you. Right with wings as if they were a guardian angel. Yes. I'm saying false. <laughs> I'm only laughing. Yeah. Unequivocally false. Yes. I'm sorry to say. I regret to say. I wish it were true. But, you know, time and time again, it has proof in itself. No, it's factual. And I think part of part of it too, if you you know, uh, if if you're if you're thinking objectively, right, and um, you know, just just like you, and I think where where I'm at with this is that yeah, you know, I'm I I don't um, subscribe to a religion uh, either myself, and you know. I would just encourage people to to ask ask more questions about the religion that you are that you may be a part of mm -hmm. and um if you're not getting those answers um find out through history go back and um maybe look at some of these uh uh subjects that we talked about some of these 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 topics yes. with uh with with Constantine and the, yes. and, and and that good point. war good point to, and exactly as you say if I may interject for a little bit yep. is that if ever, of course, as we discuss some of our s topics and then we reference a particular era in history or time in history or name or fact that anyone within earshot is not exactly yet knowing or believing it to be a fact, yeah, I would love and encourage you to please go look it up and look up that little detail that you may have a doubt on, that you may be doubtful on because... Definitely myself, I've always promised myself I will not cite a fact that I am not familiar with and that, that I am not completely comfortable with And because I'm trying to only put out the facts and then, of course, and if one were not to truly believe in it, truly believe it, to actually go look up that fact and that detail and confirm it. And, I'm, and I have full confidence you will find that written somewhere in the archives of the Vatican. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, ag agreed, and and I think, you know, with, with with religion and just just looking at the society that we live in, right? It's like you have to, like, the people who are telling you or the the people who are, um, like, you know, I would just say, pay attention to the people who are, um, exalting, religion, right? Um, 
for exalting religion and 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 how how do you see them conducting their lives like what what are what are what are their behaviors um you know we you know America is just a, such an interesting place that 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 says there's a separation between church and state, but then you know you know our, our money says in God we trust. We're always saying you know and God bless the United States of America. Um, you know you know uh, we we say that we're a Christian nation, and uh, so so those things those things are often uh, are, are often you know come across you know weird, uh, but then it's like the people often like times the people who are professing religion so much are are, are the very people that you, myself you may not want to be associated with or mm-hmm. or, 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 or or be like this person or, mm-hmm. or, or this person may be completely um, you know, behaving in ways that are completely counter to the religion that they're, that they're claiming, that, that, to, be that, of, they're claiming to be a part of. Very easily, as you just mentioned, you know, a lot of people say they're Christian. It's like, do you understand what Christianity means? Do you know what it is to be a Christian? Exactly. You know, can you be a Christian and still be like Trump? No, I'm gonna very, I'm gonna venture to say immediately, unequivocally, no. Trump is not a Christian. For example, you cannot be a Christian and you are about cheating and. And lying to people all the time and only caring about money and capitalism. To the contrary, if you're a Christian, Christian, and Jesus was telling you to, you have to be able to live meekly. Yeah. And yet, that's not what this country in the God. None of their laws reflect Christianity. If one were to really try to go into that, but that's a huge different topic. But it's just one of those little things where one has to think and observe for yourself and let the facts f- speak for themselves. You cannot just feel or believe or like this to be so. The facts have to speak for themselves. You know. It's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a huge big topic that could go on forever as far as of course, you know, Christianity, religion and everything else. And uh Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I I have um I don't know. I, I feel like things have gotten better for me when I stopped believing that things were just going to work out for you. That, that, that things were just going to work out. That yeah. that 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 praying yeah. a situation, uh, praying for that a situation rectif- get gets better yeah. Yeah. Or, or or that something yeah. happens. Um, I found. I found that things started to everything started to get better for me once I stopped doing that because I feel like I just placed more you took control of I, your destiny. I, I took I took I took more control of my destiny. I placed more ownership into um my my myself and yeah. and and what I was trying to do to whatever, accomplish for whatever, whatever that whatever that may be and also being completely accountable to myself for why things either work out or don't work out. Yep. You know, um, it's not, they they didn't work out because I didn't pray about it. Maybe they didn't work out because I didn't do enough Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. or or whatever it is. But it, it, it definitely relieved a lot of the like, 
a lot of the, like the guilt that you get sometimes mm-hmm. from religion where mm-hmm. like you 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 know you you do something or you say something and like mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 not it's counter to what your religion is supposed to be so then you feel you feel bad about it you feel shame about it mm-hmm. um or, or like I was saying earlier, if you feel you feel like a hypocrite based mm-hmm. off of, of, of how you of how you behave yourself, yes, yes, yes. I just like yeah. Because once I got yeah. rid of all of that in my head, this is mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. freed up so much space for me to mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. you know fill it mm-hmm. with other things mm-hmm, that were mm-hmm. more that I really believe for me have been have been more helpful because mm-hmm. um, you know and, and just to kind of if if we're being honest, um, yeah, and on, on a different way of religion so that religion is something that was also used as a tool against a certain group of people who were being oppressed that's literally what I was just going to say yeah yeah, because when you have a group of people who are controlling or oppressing people not just in the United States but all over and wherever the western countries were practicing slavery they would use religion to let you know to let you know that don't worry about a good life now. It's your it's your lot and yeah. destiny to live in misery, and the only way in the next world, in the ensuing life, that's when you will gain salvation. Yeah. That's when you'll be in heaven and you'll feel good. But all in the meantime, as you were living, it was being encouraged. Don't worry. Don't try to do anything to change your lot or your yeah. life right now. Simply live out your miserable life, unfortunately, under slavery, and then yeah. Yeah. you'll have a better life when you're dead. Yeah. When you, and then maybe then you go to heaven or whatever. But it was ridiculous. But it's something that could be used to brainwash a group of people and turn them into certain beings that they should not be. Yeah. Because one of the things, um, you know, I, I'm comfortable on even those people years ago, wh- whatever time it was, 1400s, 1500s, 1600s, who were professing to be Christians and they would still go around the world and did the things that they did. They didn't, they were not worrying an, an iota about going to hell, obviously, because right. that did not configure. It was not true. Yeah. And, you know, the religion, again, could be used by a certain powers that be to brainwash a good amount of people and I, I'm happy that over the years that I've uh, I had once said once I do know and I know the story I'm not I don't want I want my kids to be able to know the truth I want to be able to tell them whether it's factual or not those stories that they hear so that I want them to know the truth yeah and and that that's exactly what I was going to uh, touch on and and just say that you know we should all be questioning the things that we've we've been taught um, things that we've been taught our whole lives, things that we've been taught in school, mm-hmm. you should you should be questioning it now yes. as, as an adult because it's very important. You, because you, what you're trying to do, you're trying to break that cycle right. of lies. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the things you know, I, I've learned that a lot of the things that I've been taught in school and things were just just completely false and 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 and, and, and inaccurate. So I think if if you are if you get into the habit of questioning things, questioning you know, just sticking to the topic of religion, just thinking to why do, why do I believe in this religion? Why is it, you know, whatever it is, if you're a Catholic, if you're a Protestant, if you're a Baptist, whatever, why is it that you believe in that? Is it because of your parents? Okay. If your parents believed in it, did their, did their parents believe in it too? Okay. What, well, what, what were the circumstances of, of, of your, of your great grandparents or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, how was religion this how is this particular religion 
brought to them? Were they were they descendants of are they descendants of slaves? Because if they were, then that's a religion that was forced on of them, course, of right? Course. Because if mm-hmm. you're coming from uh, you you're coming from Africa, mm-hmm. the, one of the many countries in Africa, or 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 or, or, or the Caribbean, or wherever, or you know, being mm-hmm. transported wherever, mm-hmm. that wasn't your that of wasn't course. your religion. When when you know that wasn't your that this wasn't the it, it, the religion of your ancestors, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially especially in Africa where we know that you know, you know, just using as the, you know the Egyptians for example, they believed in numerous mm-hmm. many mm-hmm. different gods, many mm-hmm. different uh, you know mm-hmm. deities, um, you know the, the the Greek Greek mythology, the Greeks mm-hmm. believed in um, you know uh, n- numerous religions, yep. Uh, yep. numerous gods mm-hmm. as well. Who's to say? Who's to say which which is right and wrong? They're That's all right. they're all different. That's right. But to be forced for religion to be forced on you, I think that is even more. That's 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 more reason why a particular group of people should be questioning maybe more than mm-hmm. than others because that religion is so uh, really is so foreign to you, mm-hmm. you know and. Like you said, look, look, look at all the things that were done in the name of this religion that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was yep. forced upon you. Yep. Like everything else that was forced upon you. Yep. Yep. And of course, so, at that time, it's been going on for you know hundreds of years. Yeah. And um, again, my parents were Catholic by way of where they came from in Haiti. And um, I understand that at times I used to have a lot of discussions with them, but I understand and I forgive them for having been of a Catholic faith. That was the educated religion and the power religion of the whole country. So naturally, of course, that's what they were going to adopt as a religion. Yeah. Of course. But I understand over time that does not mean that's what's supposed to be. It could have been any other religion had they been of... Haiti been of any other religion, that's the one they were going to adopt. And over the years, I'm happy to know that I know it, it's not factual. It's just, it happens to be, but it's not factual. And there's nothing, I'm not worried about going to any particular thereafter, be it heaven or hell thereafter, as far as, you know, yeah. it, it pertains to that. I'm sure you'll edit this one out. I say, you know, you'll edit that out. Um, there, there's certainly, I've made the recent observation. I said, the certain group of people who used to practice certain forms of slavery, yet they were the ones who were bringing the word of Jesus Christ to those native places and countries. Yeah. I said, if there were ever a power that be, that were to be judging them for their good deeds or bad deeds on this planet Earth, there would not be a place big enough in hell. <laughs> to have yeah. to have them for all of the crimes yeah. that they had committed against humanity sure and I don't think it's just my opinion in fact if one were to read about all those things that, ex- that transpired at the time there wouldn't be a place big enough for all the uh, for all the uh, atrocities yeah it's true <laughs> that, that were committed 
Yeah. It's a, and, you know, and religion had a lot to do with that. It kind of legitimized what they were doing, saying God chose them to do that. God allowed them to do it. God selected them. And, you know, they are the you know, selected people. God wants them to do that. God is claiming the land for yeah. them. Yeah. And, and, and then also, right, it's like uh, you think about, you, think about uh, you know, why slave masters didn't want their slaves learning how to read, right? Because if we, we all know the Bible, right? The Bible has an Old Testament. It has a New Testament. Um, you, you, can, you can find, you, you, could, you could almost, you can almost find something, anything in the Bible to legitimize your, 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 your cause. Absolutely. Anything. Absolutely. You know? And if you're only giving, if you're only providing one narrative, you know, certain excerpts. Yes. Yeah. Anyone, anyone who can read and go into that book will find other things that are going to challenge what you're, what you're being told. Oh yeah. It does say that, but it also says this. Yes. Yes. And, 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 and so, so with, so, so that being said, really, I think it sounds like the points that we're making here are to challenge the listeners to do more objective ask questions and definitely do independent thought yeah and do a little and especially pertaining to the big potentially explosive subject matters such as religion yeah and it's and it's not and it's not going to be it's not going to be comfortable Right. These yeah. are these are like like you said yeah. uh, with like your 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 parents. They grew up they they grew up in Haiti. C- Catholicism was the was the was the religion the predominant, and religion. that's what the predominant mm-hmm. religion and that's what they believe. Not predominant in numbers, but in terms of official. Okay, I'm sure. I'm okay. sure. I just so, want to clarify that. Like there's there's n- there's no way I would ever be able to convince Grandma that. This religion that she follows is of course not man made. Isn't not. isn't one hundred percent real in her mind? There's no. There's nothing you can. There's Impossible. nothing you can say. But I feel like with because we have such easy access to information today, being able to go back in history and learn things that weren't information that wasn't available necessarily to. Um, you know our older um, generations. It was available. Did you? They just would have had to do more work. Sure, available. Uh, more, more readily available. Yeah, more readily available. Yeah, well, you know, they'd, they'd even, have to seek it out more and dig it up more. But in order to dig out anything, you kind of have to have the idea and thought to do that because it could still be readily available on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at the stamp of a finger. Sure. But if you don't have that tendency to inquire, right. as you say to challenge and say, I'd like to wonder, and I'm wondering about the truth. You still, it's still as far as, it would still be as far as going to dig it up in a library. Yeah. So. I would, I do, I would recommend anyone who is going to do more digging to start with Google uh, (laughs) and maybe, maybe skip the Twitter and Instagram uh, and and, and those up, up, up front. But, um, yeah, definitely agree. I think I think uh, the point here is to uh, ask more questions and 
seek out those the answers to those questions and yes. the and the answer if 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 the answer that you're getting is well if something doesn't make sense then you're asking a question about it and you're and the answer is oh well you just have to have faith that is where i would do a little bit more digging mm-hmm. because it should make sense yeah it has to make sense it has to make sense it, it should it should make sense it should be able to it should be able to answer all of your all of your questions because there's nothing there's nothing else in life that we're allowed, like when it comes to making decisions, if the information is presented to you and things, and it doesn't make sense, you're going, you're going to question it. You're going to, you're going mm-hmm. to ask those questions before you, before mm-hmm. you act. Mm-hmm. And that would be, that's a, that's a good thing to do if, if, if when it comes to religion, especially if this is something that you're going to, impart on your children that's right and they're going to impart on their children you may want to be sure that you're actually providing them with something that's going to be beneficial to them in the in the long run mm-hmm. exactly and, and provided of course if you are interested in providing them the truth it all depends what you're seeking some people might just be seeking to instill faith in their kids some people may not that's true i was not one of those people i yeah, wanted my kids to know and have the truth yeah some people may just be concerned about yeah you're right you, uh, know? you know um that yeah you know, that you just you should have faith you just believe and i yes. I, I can't i can't do that yes um, yes personally so, yeah, that's not some people's goal mm-hmm. some people may be that more interested in the truth yeah i'd like to think that i'm interested in the truth and i want to provide my kids with the truth sure (laughs) and that does it for today's episode of between my uncle and me again i'm alex and i'm luke please subscribe to the podcast on itunes and spotify and anywhere else you get your podcast and don't forget to leave us a review look out for new episodes every wednesday and send us emails at bmuampod at gmail.com take care of yourselves until next time bye bye